welcome back to another episode of Off the Dial with Rodney. This week we're going to check out some uh, music by Joe Latrick out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Super nice guy, really, really talented instrumentalist and composer, songwriter. Um, had a chance to talk to him. Uh, we'll weave some of those conversations into the show. Um, you know, I think he's got a really cool perspective, and I think we um, can probably look forward to a lot to come. Uh, you know, he's he's got this Project 28 where he's putting out new music every uh, on the 28th of every month. So that's something to look forward to. Um, but I think it's just all around great music. So let's get it started. Uh, first up, song called Action. Like nothing's ever gonna change You wonder why I'm doing nothing Chilling in my place Alone Well The sun that used to pull me out And kept me for the day But now I chill and doesn't only let my shadow hang Around And all the time I feel the thoughts race my mind Can't escape it anymore Can't escape it anymore Plans whenever I have extra time But when they come I always tell them that I'm feeling tired That day I know it's lame and I don't feel good when it's said and done I send the text and feel that sour taste up on my tongue Oh yeah And all the time I feel the thoughts waste my mind Can't escape it anymore Can't escape it anymore Thank you. 
Okay, cool, cool. I I appreciate your time. I um, you know, I I saw your music online and and really liked it, and thought, cool, hey, you know, if if you're open to it, let's let's have a little bit of a conversation and you know, play five five six songs or so and and um, try and get you some some new fans if we can <laughs> um, out of That'd the dozen great. dozen people or so that listen to my podcast. But um, you know, anything anything helps, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> And so, you know, what I thought we could do is really just kind of have a conversation and and talk a little bit about kind of what you're doing and and kind of where you're coming from and and kind of yeah. deep dive into it. You know, um, you know, from what I could see, you know, I, I did some research online and wanted to talk through some of those things that I saw and and just kind of get an idea of where you're coming from, where you're going and, and what you're trying to do and, and maybe, you know, give some people some context into into your music. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds cool. Awesome. So, you know, one thing <laughs> I'll start off, you know, it looks like you've done some interesting collaborations. I haven't had a chance to go in and, and see some of the other things that you did, but, but I was kind of curious because as I was listening to your music, it, you know, it starts off in 2018 and from, from there to, I think action is the last, last release. I can't put my finger on it, but there's a progression in, in the music. And I, I just can't wrap my head around what exactly is there. And so I was kind of curious, you know, based on some of the other things that you've done in the past, kind of what what do you think has, has happened with your music since you've kind of mu- moved on from, I think it was Project 28 and, and anything else? Yeah. Well, I'm still on Project 28. I'm going to do that until forever, I guess, until mm-hmm. something changes. And pretty much all that is really is just a, series of releases that i release a new song on the 28th of every month like i have one coming out tuesday um but yeah i think like the in terms of the progression i I think like as an artist you just kind of keep moving forward stylistically and um you know it takes a while like it's very rare when somebody instantly starts making music and then they kind of get their sound and all that i mean i've been before I was releasing music under my name, I wrote music under the name Hank the Businessman. And uh, I did that. I think I started doing that in 2016. So, I mean, it's been a progression for sure. Now, did that start when you were in school in West Virginia? Uh, well, I've always been a musician, but I didn't take it seriously until I I kind of, I, I between my junior year and senior year of college, I kind of had like a a crisis because I got a, a really good internship with a really good company and it like would have turned into a really good job and all that, but I hated it. And it, it just kind of made me realize like you have to do music. It's now or never. So then I just sort uh, started pursuing music as a career and I've been doing it ever since. Awesome. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a thing about that, right? I mean, the, the creativity that's required to be a musician versus walking into an office every day has got to be a pretty jarring, I guess, thing to adapt to. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think it takes a certain kind of person to want to do music. I mean, I think if you asked a a room full of people like, hey, you know, who wants to be a rock star or something like that, um, you know, I think everybody would probably say they, they would, but, you know, is somebody willing to be consistent and do it for years and years and years before getting any sort of success? A, a lot of people aren't. That's why it's 
so glorified when somebody does get any modicum of success. So there's there's that grind to it, right? And it's um, day in day out, and you've like you said, you you release something new every every twenty eighth of the month. You got to have something to say and and say it in an interesting way. That's that's not something everyone can do. Yeah, I maybe I do. Yeah. No, no, it's, I think that's great. No, I, I love it. Please, please keep it up. <laughs> yeah, cool. And, and, what song in particular did you listen to? Um, I listened to Action. That was the first one that I listened to, but I listened to Advice, Week, Learn, Need. Um, I think Out, uh, the 1950 demo, Confident. I think I tried to listen to yeah. it as much as I could. Yeah, I think I have 11 songs out now under my name. That was our first segment with Joe, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. We've got, got more to weave in, but I wanted to get on to a new song, um, one that I really like. It's called Learn, and then after that, we're going to follow it up with one called Advice. So again, this is Learn by Joe Latrick. <laughs> Yeah. 
by Joe Latrick. Hope you guys enjoyed that. But let's jump back into the interview with Joe and, and learn a little bit more about him and his background and what he's done. Hope you enjoy. Joe, I saw um, that you had had a chance to interview for American Idol. Is that is that true? Yeah, I, I, I did do the audition in front of the judges, yeah. What was that like? It was cool. I mean, again, when I sort of in like my first year of pursuing music, I got that chance I, I kind of like you didn't have to physically go which I like and I, I think my mom just kind of told me about it and I was like you know what if anything at the end of the day there's a producer from a tv show watching your you know maybe like at least hearing the name whatever and again I, w- I was Hank the businessman at the time and I saw stuff online with that it, it was sort of like gimmicky like I, I kind of had like an act um and then I like got a call from a producer. I, I got to go to New Orleans to audition, but I didn't go to Hollywood. So I mean, auditioned cool, for though. him, but they didn't think I was right for the show. I was like, all right, whatever. Did you get any any like I guess usable feedback from that, or was it just one of those ah, I don't think so kind of things? Yeah, it was kind of like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, you know, again, I think they missed out. I I love what you're doing, so it's it's kind of funny. I I, oh, thank you. I think the idea of a of a persona is pretty cool. I was in a college band once and. Um, the uh, drummer was into to Primus, and he wanted to yeah. dress us all up as Venus flytraps on stage. And I was just oh like, my. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> but looking back on that, I, I, I now think like that would have been the coolest thing in the world to do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't. I, it, it's weird. Like my my thing with gimmicks, especially the one I had was. I think what really hit it home for me that I needed to switch from that to just my name or maybe just a different uh, stage name is uh, I remember I played a show and what the, one of the guys who was uh, running it came up to me and was like, I, your music's a lot more serious than I thought it was going to be. And it like kind of hit home. I was like, wow, my music's not taken seriously. So then yeah. I was like, yeah, I got to change. Yeah, it's kind of you put that costume on, right? And everybody thinks that you've got you're that character now. Yeah, but it's weird because there's there's examples of people who embody some sort of like weird persona, but their music is totally taken seriously. Like Primus, Primus is kind of like that. Yeah, 
Yeah, you know, and, and it, it's funny. Thing, but there are actors like that too, right? Think of Tom Hanks. So early part in his career, everybody thought of him as a comedian, and then all of a sudden, what is it? Uh, Philadelphia comes out, and then Forrest Gump comes out, and I don't think he's been in a comedy since. Yeah, it's like, yeah, your image is is kind of odd. I don't, I don't know. It's like a weird. You try to like, I guess paint your picture of who you are and what you do first like through your artwork and your music but uh at the end of the day it's really kind of like what people perceive you as yeah and I, I think that probably leads to my my next question which is kind of i'm just curious where you come from when you start writing your music is it observational and and or are you really trying to get your own i guess um experiences out there um, well, I, I think it kind of depends. It's like case by case. I usually just throw up on the page lyrically and then make sense out of it. Then kind of relate it to my own life. I, I'm not the kind of person who, like, if, if you get broken up with, the second I do is go write a song. No, I don't do that. Like, it's more reflective on times like that or something positive, you know? Um, and I... I, I think songs like there's a lot of work ethic involved with with songwriting, and I I think some people don't really understand that. Like I remember I, I've had conversations with people where they say like I only write songs when I feel like it, and I'm like no, I kind of write songs like I try to write every day, and like you kind of just because you like sit down and dedicate to write doesn't mean it's not going to be a good song. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's kind of that idea like you've got to write one song that you love and and everyone's going to love that it's it's more you write because that's what you do you're a writer and and i i've kind of seen interviews with other people who have the exact same idea that that you have is you know it's it's not that you can write two songs that you personally love a year and get those sold or whatever you know you have to write 20 songs in a year and one or two of those may hit and so, you know, that, that probably is consistent with everything that I've heard. And I think that that probably makes you a good writer <laughs> than, than someone who's, you know, writing two songs a year, five songs a year, which is, which is pretty cool. Well, I like, I like the example of, um, I think a, an art teacher somewhere had her class for, uh, a semester. She, she divided the class in two groups and, and one had to make the best clay pot they possibly could only one the best possible clay pot and then the other group they had to make a clay pot every week it doesn't matter how bad it was they just had to make one and at the end of it the, the comparison between the one pot that was perfect and the one that they had to do it every week was just uncomparable like the one they had to do it every week and they were just like way way better than the one that they only had to make one the whole semester that was our second segment with Joe, and, and as you can see, he's a really passionate guy about about his art, and, and um, you know, a really interesting guy. I think, you know, the idea of of performing or, or an audition for American Idol is pretty interesting. Um, but I did want to take a break and play a couple more songs from him. Uh, this one is called Weak, and we're going to follow it up with another one called Need. I've rubbed 
saw sometimes you you bring other people in but usually are you doing everything yeah and so i i had a conversation with someone else about this that's a tough thing to do and i think it's underappreciated and you know that gets into that prince world where you can walk into a room and walk out with an album and and there are very few people that can that can pull that off or, or even want to try yeah so you know, there's a difference between, okay, I'm going to work on percussion today. I'm going to work on guitar. I'm going to work on bass. There's different mindsets. Can you, I mean, similar to your, to your lyric work, can you do that all in one sitting or is it, you, you've got to focus on this one day or, or, you know, I'm, I'm just going to work on the rhythm section today or, or how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think, the more that I get into music and I, and when I was living in Nashville, I kind of saw that if you really want to build your sound, you kind of have to have a hand in everything that goes on in the music. I rarely bring people in I, on need. I had a guy play the upright bass 
because I don't do that. I, I play bass, but I, for that specific song, I was like, that that aesthetic will be cool, musical aesthetic. And um, but for the mo- I mean, but I wrote the part, and I, I I like verbatim wrote the part, and he just played it. So, um, but no, I have to like do everything in one day. I usually just write all it out, write it all out, and then um, kind of will go back, sit on it for a few days, and go back and you have like this weird, at least I do have like this decisiveness when you go back to it and go, okay, I like that. Or no, I, I don't like that at all. You know what I mean? When, yeah, like, like there's people kind of what I was talking about in Nashville, like a lot of the people there, they just write songs with them and the guitar and kind of rely on the producer to do everything else. But then you get songs that you're not really happy with, or you're like, Oh, I kind of wish it went this way or that way. It's like when you do everything, total and complete control and i love that yeah i imagine that's a lot of trust to kind of bring a song to the table and let a producer just kind of go well you know what i think we're going to do this and and you just have to stand by and go yeah okay i trust you yeah i mean i i do have a producer all i mean his role really is he just cleans up what i do like even if i make him a demo and if you heard the demo versus the finished product, it's pretty much just like a cleaned up version. Like I, I just like producing is its own art in itself. And there's some sort of like technicalities with it and just making sure things sound good. But other than that, yeah, I pretty much do everything. Nice. Nice. And, and so I was kind of curious too, in, in terms of, of live music, I was in Pittsburgh, I guess, what was it? October. And it seems like there was a really cool downtown area, right? and I think I was, I was out there. I, I don't think I, I, I was there for work, so I don't want to say who who I was visiting. But we went out downtown, and there was just like a lot of really cool bars, and it seemed like a cool scene. And I would think, you know, your music would would be, you know, right on in that scene. But I think in in current times, with you know a pandemic on i was kind of curious how you're getting your music out there is it just spotify and and things like that or how are you substituting that live component truthfully i don't really play live too much really before this no not really because um it's kind of I think that the more traditional way of kind of going about a career in music, mm-hmm. um, I've, I've gotten to the point now where I just want to do music full time. I don't care what it is. I'll do cover gigs. I don't care. I'll do whatever, anything musical. I'll do it just to do it full time. And I've, I've been making money off producing like guitar riff stuff. So it's kind of allowed me to almost do it full time, but I'm still not there yet. But with live music and especially the Pittsburgh scene, it's kind of like its own little world in the, in the sense that, you know, you'll you'll spend forever just playing it, playing in Pittsburgh, and trying to get in the good graces of these people, like I guess the music people in Pittsburgh. But to be honest with you, that's really not that big of a deal. You know, it's like right. I don't know. The scene, the scene has you know good musicians for sure, but I just don't. I'd rather use the internet. Like we're in the age of the internet. That's why I really don't. You know, I I could go play. I, I usually do like a couple shows a year. You know. So I also get like a lot of a big crap too. Like, hey, I only play like once or twice a year, so come on out. So yeah. last show I did, I had a really good crowd, so it was fun. Well, I think that that maybe even comes back to your your previous point, right? It's it's like having control over your music, and 
if if you have to somehow and I, you know I remember the days where you had to go bring a demo tape to a bar owner and say you know this is us can you please let us play and all that good stuff and to your point you don't have to do that anymore you know you can you can go build a fan base completely independent of, of any live music scene and I, I obviously you've done that um, so that's no I, I totally get that and I, I think it having been there it's it can get clicky <laughs> really fast and um, if, if you don't you know, if you don't conform to whatever that scene is, and and I don't know what the, the live scene in Pittsburgh is, but, you know, every town kind of has their, this is what sells and this is what everybody wants to hear kind of thing. And and that can be yeah. a whole thing of getting over. And I've, I've had conversations with that about people. And it's, you know, maybe I don't yeah. fit Pittsburgh. Not to say that you don't. But. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't, I, I kind of think of in terms like, the other thing too with, with pursuing music is you know there's people who work way harder than i do for sure but do you work smart you can't just work hard you have to work hard and smart and tactfully you have to have a good strategy and um you know if you're i know bands who i mean man they play hundreds of gigs a year and yeah you can make money from it but at the end of the day like are you really building like a solid base a fan base like i think you can but it takes way longer versus just using the internet and posting on reddit <laughs> isn't that where you found yeah. me on reddit yeah yeah and and you know i think that's that's the crux of the situation for for independent musicians is how do you build your own audience you know independent of all these you know major you know not everybody's gonna have success just on spotify so as you know i'll give you a, a an example i i'm uh, in my day job i'm a rec- i'm in recruiting and the worst recruiters out there do what's called posting and praying. They just put a posting out there and they see who applies and they kind of pick through the resumes and, and go. They don't actually go look for people who are a good fit. And I think if, as a musician, you can do something similar, which is you can create this great music that you love and, and who knows, other people may love it. But if you just kind of put it out there and see what happens, it's probably, you know, not a good strategy. <laughs> So, and I'm yeah. curious because I think they're, they're independent musicians that listen to this podcast and I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, what do you do to actively get your music out there as an independent artist? Um, the short answer, Reddit, <laughs> Reddit is a gold mine. Um, but it, it, cause you know, you know, there is business to music for sure. Like if you, you put music out there and you just kind of, let it just do whatever it wants, then you can do that for sure. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, if you want attention on your music, you kind of have to work for it. And the, the thing with like building a fan base, the more that I'm, the deeper I get into music and the more that I see it, it, the short answer is just, it takes time. That's really it. Like you have to like put the, the trust in the fact that you control whether your song blows up you can't control whether you get on the billboard or something like that you have to you have to take charge of what's in your control which is i release a song a month i post when the song comes out i do this like things that are in like setting you up for that like increasing your chances i have a i have a finance degree and if there's anything i really learned from that it was you know play the numbers like 
make your chances better for for making money or in this case getting an audience so um i would say like i just consistency really that's that's the answer yep absolutely in, in all this and and so I, i'll i'll add to that so my my background's industrial and organizational psychology and okay and i think what <clears throat> excuse me what what people tend to think is um things go viral and and viral is is the absolute opposite of what happens when something gets internet famous and you know if it, in terms of a virus a virus comes in and it multiplies on its own and it creates millions of copies yeah. on, on its own and and what happens on the internet is is the opposite of that and and what you have is actually what's called a cascade effect whereas one person shares it five other people share it and then you start to get this logarithmic scale of people sharing and, and liking things. Yeah. And so so the trick is not to be viral, it's to create a cascade. And and creating that cascade is exactly <laughs> what you're what you're talking about. And I think what happens is if you if you so there's I think what is it? Like one person shares something, two hundred people sees it see it. And if you do that, eventually someone who's got hundreds of thousands of followers is going to share what you do and that exposes you to a hundred thousand people so there's a trick to that and I think um, you know it's just a matter of time with the music that you're putting out I, I believe in it I think we'll, we'll see great things from you yeah man I I hope um, again like the, the deeper I get into it the more you learn and like I've kind of always thought I was a plane on a runway right and you, you you keep going on the runway i've been on this runway for four years and i've had a couple moments where i, I lifted off a little bit like american idol was one of them or you know you have like a, a song that that release is pretty good but then you go back down on the runway and you kind of just keep going until you have enough thrust to be able to, to lift off sorry if that's kind of cheesy but that's yeah. just like the way i internalize it no i think that that makes complete sense it's it's again it's the, that's i can i think that's the grind portion of it and you know you're you're building something but it's not going to just take off right right that's probably and and from a finance perspective you know more than anything the idea of compound interest yeah it just takes a little bit of time but yeah at the end of the day i'm on i'm on your side so certainly you know at least once a month we'll be we'll be playing new music that you put out there as long as you're you're okay with us doing that yeah um and I mean, I'll tell you what, like I've, I've been in music for, or pursuing it hardcore for about four years now. And I can't tell you the number of people who have just come and gone, just did it really hard for six months and then gave up. Very few people that I know who were just as active when I started are just as active now. So it's like, it's weird, man. It, you just really have to be consistent, keep putting shit out. Absolutely. So I, I, I mentioned a college band. I was in a college band with a guy and that was 20 something years ago okay we're all still active musicians in our own way i i'm not you know i have family career and i'm that's my focus now but um one of the guys is still out there and in, in you know he's 20 years later playing sunset strip still and he's had gigs on sunset strip now for 10 years and he's doing he's making a living and and you know his success may not look like you know superstardom but as a musician, he's got great gigs. You know, is he is he famous? No, but he's doing great. 
and and I think that looks different for different people. I mean, you look at like look at all the YouTube people out there that they make plenty of money just doing YouTube videos, demos, things like that. And and I think you know that's probably a, a facet of this that you're a great songwriter, a great musician, but success may not look like American Idol. And I think that's everybody comes into this thinking that they're going to be the next American Idol and they don't find their their path. And so there's I think yeah. there's a danger to that. Right. And I think when you first start writing, you write sort of generically and you kind of come into your own. Like I'm at the point now where I don't care what I release. Like, I mean, obviously like I have my own standards like of creative maturity when you start writing the music, like all the songs you, you really like, but I would rather have a hundred diehard fans than like 10,000 people who just know who you are kind of like you, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Rather, everybody wants diehard fans. You, you don't even have to have that many to really like appreciate it. And, um, but yeah, I mean, you, but it'll come just with time. It's really just time. Like your buddy, like I'm sure he could attest to that. Like it took years and, and just kept doing the same thing, same thing. But now you, you have this good run of shows and you make a living. That's Absolutely. Dream, really. Absolutely. So I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to following you for years to come. I think, uh, like I said, as long as you stay with it, we, you've got a long, long runway ahead of you. So it's, it's certainly, I can see it. And, and I did want to ask one question. I know I'm getting long in the tooth here with your time. Okay. I'm driving. So there is a really interesting aesthetic to your videos and I was, it's consistent. And I was just kind of curious kind of where that came from. The, uh, you mean like the, the animations. Oh, yeah. So my girlfriend makes all my album artwork, and we just, I just kind of put those together in an iMovie. Just real simple. Super cool. Like the music, music videos are cool and all, but I don't really have the vision for that right now. And it's a lot of money, and I want, if I'm going to do it, I want it to be well done. Like, I just, the visuals are really easy to make, and I don't know, they're cool. So I don't, you know, that's all I do. They don't look easy to me, they look great. So kudos to your girlfriend oh, great, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, you know, just try to DIY as much as we can. Like, because the, really the important thing is being able to release as much music as you can, not drop $5,000 on one song and then you can't release songs that often. Yeah. It's, it's so. you know, you can't bet the farm on one thing and it's, it's exactly what you're saying, right? You've, you've got to focus on music. But at the same time, you do have some pressure on yourself to be a, a, a marketing guy. Some of the production, you know, who's going to be your booking agent, how are you going to, you know, all those things is you. And I, for one, I, I, I can appreciate that, that challenge. And I think, you know, you've certainly tackled a lot of those things with a plum, if I may say. And with so a plum? a plum, let's style. Um, oh, oh, okay, cool, <laughs> and, and, and so, you know, I, I think that's part of it. And, I, and w in my mind, you know, I'm a 40-something-year-old guy. The idea of, of seeing somebody like you with a, with a team behind them, I think, is, is kind of what I see. Yeah. Which I someday look forward to seeing you do. Because, you know, when you can build a team around, you know, the, the vision that you have for some of these things that I can hear – and and what I can see, I think that would be a, a pretty interesting combination to just kind of 
and I think you see it in other artists, right? You you have people. It doesn't matter who it is. Like take anybody, but but they've got a team around them. Whether it's the musicians, the the management team, yeah. um, who can implement that vision of kind of whether it's the aesthetic vision, the musical vision. I think that's where people start to really you know get their power as an artist, and it's 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 you know being able to get there is the challenge. Yeah, again, man, I I certainly get why people quit. I mean, there, there so many times where you just get knocked down. This happens, that happens, this doesn't fall through. But it's nice being able to kind of art, like start getting success with the session work. Like, I I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of just stumbled upon that, and uh, I think that's helped me gain more of an audience but it's also helped me kind of gain access to the music industry i kind of see that as like my aunt a little bit sure like just being a session guitarist you know what i mean sure that's i think the police started that way they were all session musicians who got together hmm. i think I know, that's cool yeah yeah i think there's there's quite a few people that that ended up you know, where they started as session musicians and, and ended up in, in bands. I think, um, gosh, even, I can't remember if Jimmy Page, so Jimmy, Jimmy Page started off when he was like a teenager, and I can't remember if he, but I remember he was doing session work, and even Led Zeppelin, I, I forget this, this song, I will update this and send it to you, but before they mm. actually became famous, they were doing session work. And so you can you can hear it, which is really cool. But they were the, imagine Led Zeppelin is your session band. <laughs> yeah, and then like looking back and be like, wow, I had Led, Led I played with Led Zeppelin. Yeah, wow, look at me. Yeah, and it, it wasn't that like cool. yeah, it's it's not like they were um, playing Led Zeppelin music. But same thing, you look at Hendrix. Hendrix was was a backing band for, or a backing man for you know Little Richard and and the Isley Brothers and stuff before he, he made it, but. Yeah, I think it's it, it's great. Yeah, it's like a good way to get your name out there too. I mean, I've collaborations come out every week, and some of the some of the producers I work with have you know a couple hundred thousand subscribers on their on their channel. So it just helps you get your name out there. I mean, obviously the money's nice, but we don't do it for the money. It's just the money is just it's you know it's gratifying, but at, at some point, I mean, you keep doing it because you love doing it. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I have taken enough of your time off the road. I, I certainly don't want to cause an accident. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good, man. I still have another 45 minutes. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I, um, I want to thank you for, for taking the time to talk to us. And, and so this will probably be out, you know, this evening. And so looking forward to hearing the new music on the 28th and, and uh, every month afterward. Please let us know um, as new music comes out. We'd love to play it. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, hey, every 28th of the month, all the rest of this year and probably in the next year. So, I mean, we don't stop ever. So Awesome. What's what's the song that's coming out Tuesday? It's called Waste. It's kind of a deep cut. Like, it's not really like uh, maybe like more of a commercial commercially viable song, I guess. Mm -hmm. But it's cool. It's I'm proud of it. So Looking forward to hearing it. Yeah, there's a visual for that, too. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, Joe, stay safe and thanks again and um, hope to talk to you again soon. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Rodney. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for hanging out on another episode of Off the Dial. 
hope you guys enjoyed listening to Joe and learning a little bit more about where he's coming from and, and what he's going to be up to in the future. Go check out Spotify on all 11 of those songs. Actually, now he's got that new song out. It's past the 28th, so go check that out, and we'll see you next time on Off the Dial. <laughs>